it's time to seriously talk about being single. Hi and welcome to Seriously Single. I am your host, Brianne Hogan, a relationships and dating writer who's seriously single. <laughs> Cuts to the chase. Okay, so I wanted to do a quick solo episode. I say quick, hopefully it is because I just feel like, I mean, I don't know. You just never know. You just never know. I kind of riff on these things and I... I stay quick because I don't want to drone on and on and on, which I feel like I've just done. So let's just cut to the chase. Okay, I wanted to do something to kind of commemorate the end of the year. And I was thinking like what it is that I can talk about. And I don't know about you, but at the end of the year, I get super like, I'm not going to say melancholy, but I, I do some serious navel gazing. It doesn't help that my birthday is also at the end of the year. My birthday is December 26th. So I think it's the time of year where everyone's kind of reflecting on the year past and the year ahead as we approach the new year. But for me, it's like, I feel like it's a double whammy because I'm like, I've got my birthday, which has its own kind of whole set of like feelings that are attached to that. And then there's the impending new year. And it's just like, okay, let's just sit in the feels and really take inventory of your life. (laughs) This is your life, Brianne. So I do this every year and I think it's actually a good thing to do. So I don't know if you do this, but I, I really do. I, I really take the time to, to think about the year that I've just had. And I feel like it's more important to actually reflect on the year that you've experienced rather than to plan ahead. I mean, I think it's, it's great to have goals and it's great to have intentions, but I mean, this is just from my perspective and personal experience, but you just never know where life's going to take you. I'm not one for five year plans or 10 year plans or even a year plan. (laughs) Uh, that might scare some people that might, you know, give people some anxiety, but I've just never really lived my life that way. And for the longest time, I thought that there was something maybe a little bit wrong with me, or maybe I was doing life wrong, quote unquote, although I don't think there's such a thing because I wasn't that type of a person. But as I've gotten to know myself more and more and has really dug into this like self-work and self-healing that I've done over the last few years, which again, I'm going to say is a great time to do while you're single. I've been able to really, I think, embrace and appreciate how I do life and how you do life is going to be different than how I do life, how someone else does life. And I think the more that we can understand that and appreciate that, the more we're able to actually live the life that we want to have and we can empathize with ourselves and why we do what we do and have compassion for ourselves and also really just appreciate who we are and how we how we do life so yeah I don't do five-year plans I just I just know that life has always taken me 
uh, like in new directions. Like, I mean, uh, five years ago, if you were to say, Brienne, you're going to move to Vancouver alone on the other side of the country by yourself, away from your friends and family in the midst of a pandemic, I would have been like, what? <laughs> huh? Why would I do that? So you just, you just never know. And, and like, you just never know about life. And I think if I had have heard that, I would have been like, well, I don't know if I would choose to do that. But then me doing so and moving to Vancouver and having that experience was actually like the thing that I needed. So I think sometimes it's just like we don't know what we actually need. Sometimes we do, but I always think that the universe or whomever, like whatever you want to believe in, the universe, spirit, God has your back and has like a better perspective on what you actually might need, even if it's not in the form that you anticipate. So that being said, I do have some intentions for 2024, but I'm very loose about them. And I, I kind of just write them down and, and forget about them. Like, and that's just me again, but I don't really want to talk about 2024 right now. I really want to talk about how to feel proud about yourself and the year that you've just had, especially when you feel like there's nothing to be proud of or that it's hard for you to feel proud for yourself or about yourself. Because I'm one of those people and I've been really working on not being that person because it's not healthy and it's not good and it doesn't feel good. And I think we should all be happy and proud of ourselves no matter what we've done or not done. And I think there's emphasis on the not doing because... I mean, let's be honest, we live in a very productive-based society and culture where our value is often, like our productivity is our value. And I'm very guilty of that. I'm a Capricorn. I like to do stuff. I'm a generator in human design. I love to create. I love to stay busy. And I do feel like my value is in my productivity and it's very results oriented. And I've been really trying to move away from that mode of thinking because we're not machines and we're just so much more than what we do. It's who we are and it's how we feel about ourselves and it's how we feel about the world around us and how we feel about our friends and our family and how we help them make them feel, did I say that correctly, how we make them feel about themselves when they're with us. That's what I wanted to say. Really, it just comes down to, I think, being true to yourself, authenticity, love, all that stuff. But yes, that can be, that can be heady and it can sound very esoteric and it can be like, okay, but like, how do I do that? So for me, this past year, I was, again, as I said, I was starting to do my little navel gazing mode and feeling tense and feeling like, oh my God, it's already December. And what the fuck? Like, have I accomplished all that I wanted to accomplish? Again, very product productivity based, like very results oriented. Like, I think we're all guilty of of looking at what other people have done or even if we're in competition with ourselves which I am I'm mostly in competition with myself I'm I'm always just setting the bar higher and higher for myself and 
you know, it's, it's so normal for everyone to have these visions of what we want our life to look like. And we think that we know what it should look like. And as I just said, usually the universe has a better and different plan, but we just don't know about that. So how do we like compute the two? Like, how do we just like, I guess, accept it all and let it be what it's going to be, you know? And let it all be good. Let it all feel good to us no matter what it is, no matter what it's looked like. So as I said, I, I struggle sometimes with this. I do. But I've been, I've been working on myself, as I said. And I've been trying to, again, be really gentle with myself and really be my own like cheerleader, you know, my own hype man. Because as a single person, it's kind of hard to do that, right? We don't have a lot of people maybe in our lives. Maybe we do. We have our friends and our family. But I don't know, depending on your living situation, maybe you have a roommate, but maybe you have a shitty roommate. And, you know, I don't know. But we don't have someone like a partner in our life who who witnesses our life and who knows the ups and downs that we've been through and who knows what you've done and what you have accomplished and the things that you've you fought through and you've succeeded in and the leaps and bounds you've actually made, even if you can't see that for yourself, a partner usually can. And is seeing you live your life and is seeing you be amazing. And even if you don't feel amazing or you feel like you haven't done anything amazing, like you have a, have a partner to usually mirror that back to you and be like, actually, babe, like, remember when you were doing this and look how far you've come and you know, we don't have that. So we need to do that for ourselves, which is really tricky. It's really hard, especially when you've got a lot of junk in your mind or we've all got like our patterns and our trauma shit. And it's really hard to like dig in there and let that stuff go and and see the good and see the good, especially if you're not programmed to see the good and to feel the good. You know what I mean? So this is what I do. As I said, I'm still working on this, people. I'm still trying to do this for myself. But I think everything's a work in progress. Again, recovering perfectionist over here. And and I think the more that we commit to practices like this, the more they become more comfortable and adaptable and they just become normal-ish. So... I I just had to get a journal, guys. I just it's not really this fancy schmancy, like deep rooted stuff. I mean, when it's deep rooted because you're gonna go through your life over the last year, but it's 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 really simple. I mean, I just get a journal and I write. And I write from January to December. Now I will do this at the end of the year. It's December first right now when I'm recording this. But uh I'll start to think about my year and I'll start maybe to write a little bit in my journal about it but I really like to do it at the end of the year and I'll put it from January to December and I will write in my journal under every month if I can remember I mean this is another thing this is why like having a journal is so handy I again I'm like I'm I wish I was better at journaling I I go through spurts like sometimes I'm really good at journaling my life and sometimes I'm not but I have a really great memory but if you don't have a great memory, maybe you journal a little bit more, you know? It just helps. I think journaling is just such a therapeutic thing to do anyway. And 
I know when I've gone back in my journal and I see what I've written, I'm like, oh God, Brienne, you've been through it. And then I'm able to actually see like, yeah, I got through it though. Like I, I see that I was going through something and just in my head. And then in hindsight, I'm like, oh, but like, I've learned so much from that point. So it does really give you a great perspective and great feedback of your growth. And it also just helps you just process whatever you need to process. So I do recommend journaling if you haven't started. It doesn't need to be like 10 pages a day. It doesn't need it doesn't even need to be 5. One page is fine just to start. But anyway, so that's what I do. So I'll go through each month and I'll think about okay, what was what was the highlight in January and I'll go back in my journal if I have anything and I'll think about that month and I'll think about, you know, what was I what was I doing? What was my life like? What was I struggling with? What were the highlights? What were the lowlights? You know? And I don't tend to go too heavy on the low light because we don't want to do that to ourselves. It can be it can be a little I think self-harm, self-harmful. But it's important to at least acknowledge the low lights because then you can see how you've bounced back. You can see your resilience. You can see what you've learned from those tough times because I mean I'm not going to ignore the things that's happened to me this year that were really painful that's not right that doesn't do anybody good and there's always lessons in the hard stuff always 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 and that's why as I've gotten older I'm not scared of the hard stuff anymore because I know that I can get through it. I know that there's always a lesson for me to learn. I know, as I was saying in the beginning, the universe always has my back. God is teaching me a lesson. God is there to help me be my fullest self, you know, connect to my my highest good. And I know sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you don't see that and it's really hard to recognize that. And that's why like writing it down and why time is such a gift because we can look back in hindsight we can look back at those times and be like oh my gosh like look how far I've come like that was such a lesson and if I didn't go through that I wouldn't have done this or this and this you know so it is really important to acknowledge those hard times and they were part of the journey and they were part of your year and they were part of like who you are now And why you're probably going to make different choices in the future and why your next year is going to be set up differently and it's going to look different and it's going to feel different. That is, of course, if you make that choice to do so. So I know for me in January, let's just for an example, and that's almost a year ago, but I was in the middle of, I was was doing a lot. So I was writing a script. I was going to go to France in May for a screenwriting retreat. So I was in class and I was working on a script and I hadn't, I hadn't written a TV script in years and years and I was near finishing it. And that was a great accomplishment for me having, having that as a goal and, and being able to do it. And I was meeting new people and I was feeling really good and confident about my writing and, uh, I also got back in contact with my ex, the uh, the one that I've mentioned on this podcast before, the one that I've had in my life for almost half my life. So we got back in contact and we saw each other 
and that was great. We had some great memories. I mean, six months later, we stopped talking, but in that moment of time, reconnecting with him was exciting to me, and I was really happy about it, and at the time, it felt healing, and so now looking back, it was just another chapter of my journey with this man and something that needed to happen in my life, you know? And again, I think when we look back at our past relationships and if you've had a breakup or a separation with someone, I think it's hard to see the good in that. And I mean, it's normal to be nostalgic. It's normal to be a little sad, especially around the holidays. And I think it's really easy to romanticize what was and yeah, I mean, it's thinking back to that point in January where I was really hopeful about our situation and it felt different at the time and I thought maybe it would be different. Yeah, it's a little disappointing at the end of the year to be like, well, it didn't really work out the way that I thought it was going to work out, you know, but that doesn't mean I'm not grateful for the memories. And that doesn't mean that it didn't work out the way it's supposed to. And, you know, I have to take into account that we're all on our own journey in life. And so if you had the same kind of thing happen to to you this year with a breakup or whatever, like your partner or your ex, he's on or she's on or they're on their own journey. And you have to respect that. And just because it doesn't work out the way that you thought that it was going to work out doesn't mean that it's not for the best. And you have to respect that they've got to do them, even if that meant, you know, not being with you. But we're we're all here to figure out our own shit, basically. So sometimes you can walk together on the same path and sometimes you don't. And it doesn't mean that it wasn't meaningful. It doesn't mean that you didn't learn anything. Again, learning lessons is like an inside job. So it can be easy to be like, I didn't learn anything. They're a fucking asshole, whatever. But I don't believe in that. And I really do implore you, like if you think that way, to dig a little deeper and see where that lesson is for yourself. I mean, you can't control another person and you will never know really what they're supposed to learn. But I think you can respect that they're on their own journey too and they need to heal and they need to learn. And sometimes the timing is just not right. And sometimes it is a compatibility issue. But again, as I've been saying, you can always extract something amazing from it and and something that you can take away from it and so when you can look back on it you can be like yes I've learned that or now I know this about myself so I can do differently and at the same time be happy about what you had at the time I mean I don't think that there's anything wrong with being happy about what you've had at the time even if you don't have it anymore you know I'm I'm very grateful for every experience that I've had with him even if every even if every experience wasn't the greatest one and i i didn't always feel that great i i i am grateful for it you know there was something to there was something there and it's life you know what i mean at the end of the day this is we're living life 
and not every day is going to be the best day of your life, but it can be if you look at it in a different way. Like not every day you're going to like, for example, I went to France in May. So we're doing, if I'm doing a look back, May, I went to France. I went to Paris and I went to a chateau uh, near Bordeaux. Not every day is going to be like a Paris day. Not every day is going to be living in a chateau kind of day. I mean, I mean, it was an amazing experience for me in May. Fucking loved it. Uh, every day was magical. Every day felt like a dream, okay? Like I, I got back after that trip and I was like, I want to move to France. Like I, you know, everyone kind of feels that way after a great vacation, but like not every day is like a vacation sometimes, you know? Not every day can have that feeling and that doesn't mean that you're, your life sucks. It doesn't mean that you're, you're not like being true to yourself. It's just like, there's highs and lows, you know, like I got back from the trip. My car was in the shop for six weeks. I couldn't drive anywhere for six weeks. So my summer fucking sucked. I mean, but, but I take that back. It could have sucked because I didn't have access to my car. And of course, like, I'm not freaking like, I was going to say Rockefeller because I only have really old references. I'm like, I'm not Rockefeller. I don't have a lot of money to just spend on cabs everywhere. Uh, I don't, what would be a normal equivalent? Like the, um, like Jeff Bezos. Okay. But I'm not Jeff Bezos. Okay. So I couldn't like, just like always take a cab. I'm sorry. I don't do buses. I don't care how that sounds. I don't. So I, I was literally stuck. I really couldn't do a lot. I, I paid for a few Ubers here and there, but really for six weeks during the height of a beautiful summer in Vancouver, I couldn't do anything, go out anywhere. I was frustrated, but I did see it as an opportunity. And I, and I said to myself, okay, God did this to, for a reason. The universe put me in this spot for a reason. I mean, it's freaking unheard of that my car would be in the shop for six weeks you know, every imaginable obstacle mistake that you can imagine happened to this car. But I knew it was an opportunity for me to do what I needed to do, which was to finish my book proposal, something that I had been saying to myself and wanting to do for months and months and months. And I was working on it, chipping away at it, but I just didn't finish it. And I knew I wanted to finish it by the end of the year. Talking about goals, about yearly goals, that was one of my goals for 2023. I was 40 years old and I wanted to say to myself, before I turned 41, that I finished my book proposal and I gave it to my agent and that we submitted it to publishing houses. And that's what I really wanted to do. And I thought, okay, I've got, I'm, I've got nothing but time. I'm stuck in this apartment with me and my cat and a computer. Let's just get it done. And I did. And for those six weeks, even though like I really wanted to do more than just be at a computer in the middle of June and July, I wanted to go to the beach. I wanted to, you know, go on my paddleboard. But I thought, no, like at the end of the day, I can go paddleboarding another day. But for me to get this time back, for me to say that I've done this and to accomplish this goal, I will never get this, this time again. Like that chunk of time that ended up to be a gift. And it was. And I finished the book proposal. And it... I did it and I felt, I felt amazing, you know? So when I write under May or June, well, May was, May is Paris and all that stuff. But when I write under June and July, I'll be like, yeah, fucking suck that my car was in the shop and I didn't get to go paddle boarding. I went once, but that was about it. 
But I finished my book proposal and that was one of the biggest goals of my life, of my life. And I got to do it. And yeah, the timing wasn't great. It would have been probably better in the fall or winter. But here's another thing too, which I was just talking to you about with a friend. We have seasons. I mean, you're going to be like, duh, Brianna, I know we have seasons, like literal seasons. But like everybody in your life, like in your life, you have a season of life. And every season's going to look different. And some seasons are going to be so active and you're just hitting all the marks and you're feeling great and you're in your groove and you're out there and you're socializing and you're connecting or whatever. And then you're going to go into another season and you're going to be hibernating and you're going to be isolated and you're going to be, maybe your energy's not that high. Maybe you're more insular. Maybe things just aren't kind of working out the way that you thought that they would. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad season and that doesn't mean that life's not happening for you or working for you you're just in another season of time and if you can look at it that it's actually preparing you for the next season that's going to come around because there's always going to be a next season then it's it's kind of easier to accept where you are and to appreciate where you are and I guess that's my point about the whole me being stuck here during the summer no I didn't get to go hiking as much as I wanted to no I didn't go to the beach as much as I wanted to yes I I looked outside and I was like, what a beautiful day. I'll just go for a little walk around the block after I write a thousand words. But ultimately, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I finished the book proposal, as I said, and I gave it to my agent a couple months later. It's out in the world now, in the publishing world. I've gotten a few little bites about it and I feel good. Like, I feel really good about it. And that was like the, one of the biggest things I've ever done for myself and for this year. And I'm really proud of myself. So circling back to what this episode is supposed to be about, I, I was able to feel proud of myself for doing something in what could be considered a pretty frustrating, shitty situation. So I think that's my point about trying to see the good in what you've done and what you have, even if there were some shitty times even if it was not the way that you thought it was going to work out I I swear to you there's a gem in there I swear to you something worked out for you life was working for you so at the end of the year I want you to do this for yourself like go through your months go through your year and find the gems find the diamonds in the rough even if it really doesn't seem that way I swear if you connect the dots and you have that open mindset of like life is working for me. I'm exactly where I need to be. I'm going to accept and embrace my life and my year and who I am and what I've done and what I haven't done, right? Because I didn't do a heck of a lot in the summer, uh, traditionally. Like I didn't get to go swimming in a lake. I didn't do like what I, I'm looking at Instagram and being like, man, I, I wish I was doing those things. But what I, what did I do? You know, I did something else that no one else did. You know, I, I did, I wrote about Brianne, I wrote a book proposal and I know that you have something similar in your life that you've done in all those months. I mean, that's, that's a big example, but I swear, like if you just break it down of what you have, it's all leading you to somewhere else. I mean, here's another example. I'm sharing this publicly for the first time. So freelancing wasn't doing well for me and I was getting kind of worried financially. So I ended up taking a part-time job at the end of August at a restaurant. I didn't want to take another office job because I fucking hate office jobs and I wanted to get out of my apartment because as I just said, over the summer, I had been stuck in my apartment and not really doing too much. I needed to make money 
And I was like, okay, I'll go back to what I know. And I do love food and food is a big passion of mine. And I had a lot of fun over the summer, like when I was in that chateau in France, working in the kitchen. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go back to serving. I hadn't served in years, but it felt right. And this is another point that I want to make. It may not look right to other people. It may not look may not look right on paper or whatever. But if you're doing something or you've done something in this year that felt right to you, no matter what other people or what society says, that's a win. So I, I took a serving job at my age. I didn't give a shit because I was like, I need to do this for me, not only financially, but emotionally and mentally. And it ended up being the best thing I could have done for myself during this time of my life because it gets me out of the house. I'm connecting socially and I am stepping into other aspects of myself that I haven't in a long time because I didn't need to, like working from home, being my own boss, not really interacting with a lot of people in real life. I'm not really using my social skills. I'm not really using my charm and my personality. I'm not really connecting to people in a deeper way than what I've been used to. And now I am, and I'm doing that on a regular basis, and I'm learning more new things about myself, and I'm learning things about how to deal with people and the public, and I'm growing, you know, as a result of this serving job. So I'm in a new season of my life where I'm not working as creatively as I want to be. I wanted to work on a next writing project, but I really haven't had the time between freelancing and now like working at this restaurant. But I'm finding the grace in that because I know I'm in a season right now that is asking me to be where I am. And I'm finding grace within that. And I'm finding grace within myself to accept where I am and to embrace this part of my life. And as a writer, as a creator, I know that everything that I'm experiencing right now is going to go in the work. I know I'm going to write about this restaurant experience. I know I'm going to write an essay about it. I know it's going to find its way into a story, maybe a novel, maybe a screenplay, whatever. It's going to come up in the work. And that's a beauty about being an artist because you can always put what you're experiencing, what you're learning, and what you're just witnessing into your work. And you can make it into something that's fulfilling. But even if you're not an artist, take a page out of an artist's book and do that for yourself and see that you are creating your life. You are the artist of your life and everything that you're experiencing is leading you into the next phase. It's leading you into the next season. And so, as I said, you are exactly where you need to be. And the more that you can see that, the more that you can appreciate where you are, who you are, what you're doing, what you're learning. And even if you're not doing the thing that you wanted to do or you thought that you should be doing or you don't have what you thought you should have, I swear to God, you have what you need to have right now. And you need to be where you need to be right now. And everything is leading you to the next season. So at the end of the year, really be proud of yourself. And you can take that with you, knowing that you are where you need to be. And everything that you've experienced this past year has led you to this moment. And it's a fucking good one. So I hope that made sense. I hope this helps. And I hope you do find some happiness and some pride and some satisfaction about your 2023. 
Thanks for being here, and I'll be back with a new episode next week. If you seriously loved what you heard today, I would seriously appreciate a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does help the show grow. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show, or if you're single and would like to apply to be a guest, please email seriouslysinglepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to my Substack newsletter, briannehogan.substack.com, where you can get all the latest updates and essays and writings about relationships and being single, as well as listen to an extended version of the podcast where me and a guest will answer your questions. Plus, there's just like a lot of cool stuff on my Substack. Like if you think I'm super vulnerable and open on the podcast, well, you haven't read one of my essays yet. So thanks for being here and I'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Seriously Single.